Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The brutal murder of Sir David Amos has horrified millions of people and it demands a debate. It demands a debate because this is the second member of parliament to have been murdered in a suspected terrorist attack in around half a decade. And that discussion needs to focus on how we can keep our members of parliament safe as they conduct their public duties without separating them from the voters and communities who they exist to represent and to serve. Now, we shouldn't understate the threat to our democracy from this. What of the sense of fear that our public representatives will have, which may deter them from communicating and listening to their constituents and their voters? What of the potentially excellent public representatives who won't put themselves forward for election because of the fear they have for their own safety? Now, if this is as evidence suggests, Islamist fundamentalist terrorism, then we need a debate and a discussion about that radicalisation. But this whole discussion has been completely derailed and hijacked in a direction which isn't about keeping members of parliament safe. These tangents are profoundly cynical and they distract from the measures that we should be focusing on to keep our MPs safe. Now, the government, for a start, has suggested that we ban anonymous social media accounts, something which isn't even vaguely relevant to this murder by someone who clearly was not cloaked in anonymity. Now, as someone who myself gets hundreds of abusive messages and often threats on a daily basis from anonymous social media accounts, I'm not belittling the problem that exists in that particular case. I'm just saying that form of abuse is not relevant to this discussion. Now, as one journalist pointed out, every politician coming out in favour of banning anonymity on the internet should also give up the right to ever give an unattributed quote to the press. Why do politicians give anonymous quotes as they do on a daily basis to newspapers and broadcast outlets? Because they fear for their jobs or suffering other forms of retribution or consequences for expressing freely opinions which they don't feel comfortable putting on the record. Now, the same goes for many people, far less powerful citizens. Uh, similarly, uh, as another journalist points out at The Guardian, British newspapers successfully negotiated an, an opt-out from the online harms legislation for often anonymous comment sections on their websites, which are often themselves full of pretty grim and vitriolic abuse. Now, the fact that there is more of a moral panic about comments made anonymously by accounts than by media outlets who don't say these things anonymously, on the record, the bile and hatred that they whip up on a daily basis 
to their millions of readers, that in itself shows how morally bankrupt this whole discussion is. Now, as an example, when the Sun newspaper published Katie Hopkins, who was a mainstream commentator, The Sun, Mail Online, LBC, all the rest, when she discussed drowning uh, migrants who were drowning, she said, show me the bodies floating in water, play violins and show me skinny people looking sad, I still don't care. She compared migrants to cockroaches and feral humans who were spreading like the norovirus. Now, these comments were not anonymous. These comments were proudly made on the record to millions and millions of people. The sorts of comments you'd expect from a neo-Nazi rag, or frankly, in Der Sturmer itself, was freely distributed in one of the biggest newspapers in the country, and proudly so as well. Not an anonymous account with 15 followers. A newspaper with millions of readers. The list goes on. Newspapers routinely whip up bigotry against Muslims, including supposedly respectable broadsheet newspapers, sometimes forced to correct untruths, but only when the damage uh, is done, uh, as well as migrants, as well as refugees, you name it. Now, when trans people are discussed, it's almost exclusively in the context of being would-be sexual predators and threats to children. Is it a surprise, therefore, you see a fourfold increase in hate crimes against trans people in the space of a few years? Take The Spectator magazine, chaired by the BBC's former flagship interviewer, Andrew Neil, publishing articles that rag that magazine defending Greek neo-Nazis declaring there wasn't enough Islamophobia in the Conservative Party, using terms like black savages, praising the Wehrmacht, we really could go on. Yet Labour and Tory MPs alike clink their champagne glasses merrily at the annual summer party put on by that newspaper. Yet the bile and the hatred against minorities by our media outlets, rather than being something there's any moral indignation about, except for people like myself... Uh, lone voices relatively in the media uh, ecosystem of this country is is instead lauded as a sign of a healthy, fearless, free press whilst the abuse of anonymous accounts is treated and as, as, as an existential threat to our very democracy. Then there's the fact that a murder committed by a suspected Islamic fundamentalist terrorist has been used to attack the left, which again is not remotely relevant and is only being used to take cynical partisan advantage of a horrific murder which we should be united, all of us, in condemning. Now, take the mail on Sunday's Dan Hodges. Now, he raised comments by Labour's deputy leader Angela Rayner about Tory MPs in relation to this horrific crime. Leave aside, leave aside the fact that Comments made by Labour MPs, in her case denouncing homophobic uh, Tory MPs, leave aside that that has nothing, nothing, zero zilch to do with the process of Islamist radicalisation, and nobody has any evidence to suggest otherwise. Leave aside the fact that the Telegraph reports a government source who says David Amos was not targeted because of his political party. Here is a cynical attempt to use a murder to go after the left. Now, this is a journalist who's not only spent years whipping up hatred against the left, treating it as a bunch of homogeneously racist, terrorist-appeasing, dangerous extremists, despite the far-right threat against the left, which I will come on to, but in a newspaper as well, we should also note, 
which one study found to be the most Islamophobic in the country, in a country in which anti-Muslim hate crimes are as rampant as they are. But that was, but just days, just days after the terrorist murder of Joe Cox, a Labour MP, the Mail on Sunday published Dan Hodges' column under the headline, Labour Must Kill Vampire Jezza. And here is a critical point. There has been no reckoning, none, zero, about the far-right threat in this country. Now, the terrorist murder of Joe Cox just over five years ago by a fascist terrorist led to no soul-searching, no proper national conversation about the threat posed by the far-right, nor did the attempted murder of Rosie Cooper, another Labour MP by a far-right terrorist, would-be terrorist, who was imprisoned, nor did several other foiled far-right plots, which have barely got the scrutiny that they so deserve. Did we have a conversation about far-right terrorism when the far-right terrorist Darren Osborne, who many of you probably don't even know about that name, because of the lack of discussion about it, when he ploughed his van into a crowd of Muslim worshippers, having come to London with the expressed intention of murdering Jeremy Corbyn or London's mayor, Sadiq Khan. When Jeremy Corbyn was punched in the head with an egg, many commentators and politicians took to social media to treat it as a bit of a laugh, as a bit of a joke. Now, given the discussion has expanded to include the targeting of journalists. I I feel I should at least touch on my own experiences, and this is why I think they're relevant. Now, I was attacked on my birthday by a far-right extremist who is still in prison. Um, now, there was a bigger debate in the aftermath of that attack about whether the BBC was right to call me a journalist than about the threat of the far right and who is responsible for radicalising them. Now, this came, this attack, after a protracted protracted campaign by the far right, uh, who hounded me outside of Parliament whilst I was doing my job. You are annoying, little Carry state. Woo. Let's have a chat. I'm Why having a chat. Why do you support a party that openly... Quite, let's talk please, about Corbyn and the IRA. Who hounded me at Trafalgar Square, where I was mobbed, subjected to homophobic abuse. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. By people who attempted to beat me up, they succeed in spitting down my face. You're a scummy little cunt. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, fucking scummy yeah, yeah. little cunt. Get back. I'm with you, man. Get back. 
far-right extremists who stormed the Guardian demanding to speak to me. Graffiti uh, was sprayed demanding my hanging. Another extremist was given a suspended sentence for demanding I get a bullet in my brain along with my family. Another took pictures of me in a pub posting a threatening video about how I was going to, you know, they, they know where we all live, etc, etc. You have your picture of uh, ice tea because I was sitting that close, I know. Um, and feel all happy about the world. All right, all you people that were there, all right, are exposure. And I find every single one of your addresses. Do you know why? Because knowledge and information is power. I could go on, all the other daily actual threats of violence and abuse and all the rest of it. Now, this isn't a plea for self-pity. It's simply making the point that the threats and the violence directed against the left are simply not included in this so-called discussion, this so-called debate. Because we're not only regarded as illegitimate political actors, but we are systematically targeted with extreme language by the media, by the Tories and many Labour MPs because we're regarded as fair game, as Britain-hating, terrorist-supporting extremists. Now, unlike Islamist fundamentalism, we can say that mainstream media outlets and mainstream politicians do have a role in the radicalisation of far-right extremists. From newspapers demanding the crushing of the saboteurs, denouncing enemies of the people, to our Prime Minister, Boris Johnson, his comments uh, comparing Muslim women to bank robbers and letterboxes, which caused a 375% increase in hate crime. No wonder Boris Johnson himself received support from the far-right criminal Tommy Robinson, or Britain First, for that matter, and far-right thugs who I saw myself, who actually came again for me and Ash Sarkar trying to attack us. Alternated chance of hanging their opponents. With we love you Boris, yes we do. And here's a final point. Here's another final point, and this is really important. And someone who has received a fair share of uh, threats of violence and death, which those threats of violence have been acted upon, I know that passionate and often rude criticism can be hurtful. It can be annoying, to be honest. It can put you in a bad mood for a few hours, especially when it's being thrown at you. You know, your timeline is full of it. But... That is a separate issue from this, because where this is heading towards is a conflation of passionate criticism and, yes, rudeness with threats of violence and death, which is a separate and serious issue. And that demarcation has to be upheld and maintained in a democracy. Now, there are too many MPs who have every right, by the way, and it's very important I say this, every right to be angry and scared about threats, actual threats of harm. But there are too many of them who conflate that with people being rude about them. And more specifically, angry about policies that they are responsible for with often catastrophic real-life consequences, whether that be cuts to social security or the avoidable deaths of tens of thousands of people in one of the worst handlings of the pandemic on the face of the earth. It will suit the powerful to construe passionate critiques of them and their policies 
with incitement to violence. And there are too many journalists as well who have responded poorly to the ability of the unwashed masses to suddenly have the ability to criticise their work and their alleged failures on Twitter, which they thought would just be a way of being, you know, peacocking, of, of, of showing off their work and getting the approval of their peers. And they too often conflate critiques, often passionate, angry, and yes, rude critiques, which I am myself on the receiving end of, with threats of violence. And thereby, all too many of them develop an organic solidarity with MPs who feel the same way. And that's where the danger is. That's where this is heading. To a place where media outlets and politicians can whip up bigotry and hatred against often voiceless minorities who face daily hate crimes while members of the public are criminalised for being rude about government ministers, about people running the country for cutting their benefits and being angry about it on social media. So let's return this discussion to where it should be, which is about keeping our members of parliament safe while they do their jobs, while they serve the communities they exist to represent, without attempting to shut down the ability of the public to be passionate and, yes, even rude about people who rule over them. As things stand, this discussion is being derailed in a dangerously undemocratic direction, and that must be resisted. Let's act on the memory of a murdered member of parliament by keeping MPs safe and talking about how we do that. Let's not use it as an attempt to shut down scrutiny in the most hypocritical way possible. Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, Do support us on Patreon to keep the show on the road, uh, forward slash orangejones84. Leave us some stars. That'd be nice. Spread the word. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. And I look forward to speaking to you soon.